Hey everybody, I need you to know this is not an investment advice podcast, okay? The host goal is simply to unravel some of the mystery of what the stock market is and how it works, but not how to invest in it, all right? Now that being said, enjoy the show. Well, as my mother used to say, invest like no one's watching. To the paper jam. Yeah, let's do the paper jam. To the paper jam. Nothing's real, the money's fake. To the paper jam. I said do the paper jam. To the paper jam, oh baby, to the paper jam. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Paper Jam Podcast, where every week we use a paper trading platform to randomly move our fake money from one stock to the next one. And though the money is fake, you know our emotions are still very real. My name is Mike Morrissey. I'm joined by my co-host, Kenny Gray. Mommy made me mash my M&Ms. Hey, Mike. Hey, Ken. How you doing? Bad. Good. No, good. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, I'm excited because not only are we am I joined by by you, who I'm here with every week, we have our very, very exciting best friend, talented guy guest, Caleb Calwell. Mommy made me fuck the neighbor's dog. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> Cal, welcome to the pod. How's Thank it going? I, I, it's going so great. I'm so excited to be here. I bet you're excited to have me because if anyone I is am. taking this as financial advice, the best person <laughs> to absolve all of those delusions is a out-of-work New York City actor struggling to survive there you a go. pandemic. <laughs> But, you know, there, there's a lot of reasons, Cal, that we wanted to have you on the show. But I also think that you are a financial whiz and that I've never seen somebody go so far with so little money or, or, or rather make such a small a amount compliment? of money. No, it's I not. I think it is. Make, make such a small amount. No, I'm, I've I'm never seen that. anyone eat as much shit with a smile like you. <laughs> no, but I have been told I have been told that as as an actor, I am a little bit of a financial wizard because i'm very good at making my money disappear <laughs> now don't be so silly no i just i just would see you at the start of the summer saying i have 48 dollars in my bank account and then at the end of the summer it was like all right i'm still doing good i got 24 dollars. it's like how the hell did you do this and cal so i mean uh, just a little bit of background for the friends at home you you are a bit infamous on the pod you are you are noted as as one of our very best friends the three of us did improv and did musical theater growing up and uh Cal and I also uh, lived together in New York when I first moved there. Cal, I, I, I always give you credit as I was graduating and I was, wanted to move to New York. And Cal was like, let's just move it with me. It's going to be great. And we did it. And it was great. And it was in New York that Cal invented the I've never had sex with my wife. I've never had sex in my life it was, jag that we did for I don't a know long why time. you're giving me credit for that. That was all you. Well, we did it together. I remember we were in Dumbo Well, or all something. of our best jokes are in spite of people. Like there are people around being like, oh my God, will you stop this bit? <laughs> and that's when it like, yeah. literally that's our whole history. The skipping bit, the um, cows, oh my cow, God. Uh, cow's own, 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 low cow, cow zone, cow's own. The cow zones, the low cow, cow zones, cow zone, cow zone. Cal owns Cal zones, Cal's low Cal's Cal zones was, I believe, the first iteration of that. Yes, and then there was also Cal and I were in um, in IKEA one time, and we saw a very big, fat, red-haired Jesus man Christ. with a very small wife uh, who was clearly having the worst, the the least amount of fun in history. In the I've van. never heard this part of the story. <laughs> well, she looked... Okay, not to make any assumptions, but to make every assumption uh, available in my mind at the time about this relationship. <laughs> what the hell was happening? She looked like a mail-order bride because yes. she was like... She was reaching below the cupboard for this guy. And I, I just mean in yes. like demeanor, outfit, like the way he like... You know when you like see a person, you're like, oh, that person does not take care of themselves. Like you can just like spot it or smell it from an instance. Yes. So then he looks over... And like with the like, I'm still unpacking the subtext in this in this statement. <laughs> he looks over and he goes, 
Are you having fun with me, baby? Oh, and no. and and I, I had oh, to like no. wa- I had to wash the the stink of sadness and just like expectation uh, and hope off of this guy. And it's like no, she's not because she's in an IKEA and with yeah, you with you. <laughs> and the, unfortunately, the 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 dip became infamous because I can't imagine somebody having less fun with a man. Then this lady, she was clearly very miserable. And then from that day on, every moment of every day was, are you having fun with me, baby? Oh, God. Well, the joke's on you, too, because those are my parents. Oh, oh. <laughs> I know the day you're talking about. <laughs> it I was my birthday. I, I should have remembered it was your birthday and you were with us and you told us that morning, <laughs> do you want to come back here with me and my parents? <laughs> but... Uh, well, Cal, we're excited to have you on. So not only did we we live together in New York, you and Kenny were uh, were were infamous best pals growing up, and then you guys let me into the gang. But we would have been fun enough if we had this TikTok week. Back in the day. For sure, I, I think it it certainly would have would have happened. I don't know. I don't. Uh, I think about that all the time with TikTok now. Of people like Mike, you do you comedy like you should be on TikTok, and I'm just like I just like I, I don't have any like desire to do it or any idea but like i feel like when we were in our early 20s and like doing theater and stuff like that i feel like tiktok would have been a perfect avenue for us to just throw a million wild things on there but i think it also is stuff that i would not want to be on the internet in print following me around for the rest of my life i think that's true for almost every young male on the internet like in general so carnival cruise lines um well, I'm going to tell this story really quick that when I first moved to New York, uh, I was living uh, with Caleb uh, and our friend Steph, uh, and he, Caleb goes, hey, I'm in this play. <laughs> I'm in this play uh, down oh, to, yeah. in the theater district if you want to come see it. <laughs> I was like, oh, cool. I, yeah, I love it. At my university. Oh, actually. okay, okay. And he goes, uh, so yeah, he goes, I, I know nothing about the show. And he's like, oh, it's interesting. Come see it. I was like, yeah, I love plays. Let's go see it. So... So the play starts and and uh, everybody comes out in their underwear and I was like, oh, okay, this is uh, interesting. Uh, well, first of all, no, Steph and I get there and this, we're we're running five minutes late. You're running like I'm 10 running minutes ten minutes late. late. And Caleb, being the amazing friend that he is, he's like, hey, my friends are coming. Could you just like stop the show? Could we just wait a couple minutes? So we get there and they go, are you Caleb's friends? And I was like, yeah. They were like, follow me this way. And they put ponchos on us, and we were like, oh, okay, this is gonna be interesting. Um, and yeah, then the play starts. Everyone comes out in their underwear, and then out comes. They were supposed to be lab coats, but they were like so. They were like such cheap. Because they were given, it was like the concept of our director. He was like, we're going to have it be like a, uh, an, an examination study room where you like watch surgery. You know? <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, you know, dude, fucking smoking weed in the corner being like, do I get credit for this? <laughs> Can I at least get credit for and, this? And uh, I mean, he basically walked up to me and he was like, pick your part. That's what I love the most the parts- about it. Caleb, sorry, it's funny. He was I know like, because I had all these parts, and there were some really good parts. It's like uh, there was like an aristocrat and like this this like wealthy guy, this, <laughs> this like creative music composer. But I was like, I've all I've like played all that shit like a thousand times. I'm always the like foppy, like erudite, speaks with like you know very good vocabulary. I'm always like playing older than my years. So I was like, ah, let's do. <laughs> Let's be the cab driver, so, the disgusting, so, like, <laughs> violent, like, closed off to his emotions cab driver. And so Cal tells me this in the beginning. He's like, oh, like, there's, there's this new aristocrat and all this. And the director said, pick whatever part you want. And I was like, oh, okay, I wonder what happens. And the play starts off and Cal comes out as this disgruntled cab driver. And then the first thing that happens is a prostitute comes over and is like, essentially, it's like, are we doing this thing or what? And I'm, I'm at the front row of this play and there's like a little wall in front of me. And Cal just like, the lady just like throws herself down like right in front of me and a friend. And Cal's just like having sex with her from behind. Just like, I'm like five, I'm, I'm two feet away from Cal just like, hey, ah! And I'm, I was like, this And is- I'm pretty much making eye contact. Yeah, because well, also he knew I was there. I mean, knew I was there. It was right in front of me. Uh, it was, 
Uh-huh. You have to wait. Stop the well, show so also, my friend can see this. I was like, Whoa! It was violent. <laughs> well, you were also like the way that this the way that this show was uh, like designed. I mean, it was in it like it was a small black box mm-hmm. show. Uh, for any people who read plays, it was the Blue Room, uh, which is usually done by two people, and I think I think a lot it was lost because like basically. The, the original concept of the play when it was written was to be like an analogy for how um, it, it's based off of a really, really old play that theater history buffs are probably screaming right now. But um, I, I don't remember what the original, it's like a, an old French play. And, it, and the concept of it was that sexually transmitted diseases knows no classism and like the lowest prostitute to the highest king can all get fucking venereal disease. Um, and the way that it works is it's a man and a woman and they like flip flop between characters. So it starts off as like woman A and man A. And then the woman leaves and come back, comes back as woman B who man A has sex with. And they do. And all of the scenes are before and after sex. So then the, ma- the, oh. the man leaves and comes back as man B. And now it's woman B and uh, man B. Then the woman leaves, comes back as woman C. So it's like a chain. Yeah. But it's <laughs> really interesting when yeah. you see two people play a, a whole like dynamic spectrum of characters. And I think like it's a little bit of a like acting yeah, circle jerk sense. where it's like, oh, the choices. Yeah, yeah. Um, the but there choices. is something where it's like, like, you know, because <laughs> you know, sex is a thing that that like everyone does and it and it can like you know, change. Well, not everyone. You haven't talked to me, Cal. I'm still waiting on that day. <laughs> well, and, and speaking of Anyways. sex, there's nothing more romantic than, than me and the wifey going on a on a cruise line and all inclusive. No, but uh, Cal, well, we're, I'm excited to have you on because this week we invested in Carnival Cruise Lines, and you did not work for Carnival Cruise Lines, but you're you're an actor and you've you've got a lot of wonderful credits. Uh, one of them being a performer on a cruise ship. Uh, and so I, before we get into it, I kind of wanted to just ask some questions about like your experience, your life on the cruise. When fun story, when you were on the cruise line, I went on and visited you and had the time of my life. It was great. Um, but I remember you got the job and you said, I was like, is it crazy that you're living on a boat? And you, I remember you were like, I love the sea. Did the, your love of the sea <laughs> Like, did you ever go on cruises as a kid? Like, did you, like, or, or like, where did you develop this love for the sea? Uh, actually, I never went on cruises as a kid. And a funny story that actually involves me and Kenny's relationship that I don't think I've ever explicitly stated was my family planned a trip when I was about 14 to do a Bermuda cruise uh, over the summer. But I was doing theater at the time, and so most of the summer was spent like doing a, a show somewhere at some theater uh, for children, which there seems to be mm. a good number of in southern New Hampshire. So that summer, I basically had the choice to go on this cruise with my family because the week <laughs> that it was booked overlapped with the show that I was planning on doing and wanted to do which was um, a production of Godspell, where Kenny and I met. So had I gone on that cruise, I probably might not have met Kenny or met him at a later point in my life. The Godspell... That's... So this is interesting because I remember... As people, I, my girlfriend asked me, "How did you meet Caleb?" And I was like, "Well, Godspell," but there was a period where <laughs> and you he, didn't like, know each other that house. well, right? And I couldn't for the... But I couldn't remember for the life of me what the reason was that oh, you stayed at my house. Was it because of the cruise? His entire family was overseas with no phones. So his dad that? said, let me leave him with this kid we met two months ago. <laughs> so anyways, yeah. I, uh, so I never went on cruises as a kid. So literally, the first, my first experience on a cruise ship was when I started working for one, which I will not name because I am terrified of them. I'm terrified of cruise companies in general. Uh... They have a lot of money and a lot of lawyers. And a lot of uh, power. A lot of power. It's, it's 
it's weird. The cruise industry is weird. And it's like a lot of it is like, how is this legal? Um, because a lot of the, you know, a lot of the cruise ship companies are based in like Miami, but their ships will flag fly will fly flags of like the wherever they kind of like port the most, which a lot of these cruise ships based in Miami are like the Bahamas. And a lot another thing that they'll do is these cruise ship companies will like buy land in the Bahamas. Like every cruise ship has like its own island, its own like proprietary island in the Bahamas. Like owned by Carnival like it's not Carnival yeah, Cruise yeah, yeah. Island, but it's owned by the company. No, it'll be something it'll be some like you know some Tortuga Bay. Yeah, exactly. Some vaguely uh, you know, Caribbean name that like was run through a, 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 a name generator and a bunch of PAs <laughs> or like, you know, um, and then they'll, you know, they'll like for tax reasons, it's like, Oh, we're not an American ship. We're a Baha, we're a Bahamanian ship. And so we don't have to pay like what America says we have to pay. Jesus. Um, so like, I mean, but as a performer, you know, there's this dichotomy where you're getting, it was like, it was, at the time, it was like the best money I had made uh, performing. I was right out of college. It was like my first real solid performing gig. And it, was, it wasn't like normally, um, normally a lot of cruise ships, not so much these days, but in the past, it would be like you, you, you're a performer on a cruise ship show and it's like, okay, you do this review at noon uh, where it's like songs from Disney. But now that Disney has their own cruise lines, you can't do that, obviously. But it'd be like, you know, jungle experience. And then you do like, you know, like the lion sleeps tonight. <laughs> and then like you go and then you like take off your costume. And now you have to go like perform on deck side. Like I didn't have to do any of that shit. I, I was on now. Nowadays, like a lot of these cruise ships are buying like old musical rights and like the, the like creative rights. And sometimes they'll, they'll even buy the sets from like old productions. Um, so you're basically you're basically performing theater to a theater illiterate cast who didn't pay for tickets and can leave at any time. That is a perfect way to put it because I saw he, Caleb was in Caleb was Drew the lead in Rock of Ages and he oh, was God. he was really good the show and like the talent was really good. It seemed like the creative team was really good. Like the show was of a very high quality, and then you just saw like a fat guy like eating chicken, like watching the show, and then would like leave in the middle. <laughs> we had a we had a problem. Um, we had a problem in one of the shows because the other thing too that is so crazy about cruises, especially cruise lines like Carnival, like uh, Royal Caribbean, like Norwegian Cruise Lines, the like the cheaper cruise lines. Uh, cater to a very particular crowd and like the tagline is like gluttony it's in season <laughs> like don't you hate being told how much you can eat and and, and, and how you live and like don't you just want to like lay on your ass all day long doing nothing and just having staff 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 that works for you like they're at your beck and call bet you never had staff before you want your room cleaned just leave this tag on the door you sick glutton and go Glutton's to the buffet pig. it's like live free live life live royal caribbean yeah uh, i uh i've never been on a cruise before but i did have a similar experience where uh, my girlfriend's parents took us to some they they this resort they stay in every they every year and they're they're not they're not American they're European and so on Thanksgiving they would just go because no one was at this resort they would every year go to this resort in Cabo because they lived in California Cabo. and so then one year I was like oh we should try and like those are pretty cheap like let's book <laughs> let's book one of those all inclusive resorts and let's go for like a Thanksgiving ourselves and we did it. And it was the craziest environment I have ever been in where like, it was like, sure, you can eat and drink all you want, but everything's shit and everyone's hammered. <laughs> and like, it was just hot. And I, I, I can't imagine, I just, I, what I'm saying is I can't imagine that experience being limited to a boat. Yeah. Like, you're, well, you're, <laughs> and you are stuck there. Like it's basically, especially working on it. Like, and, and, and the sad thing is, is my experience is already so so fucking privileged on these ships because as a performer we have insane privileges we have we have so many privileges we have a different id card 
that says we're from privileged. other like from other crew so, members. Yeah. So so on this, uh, uh, whatever. Like, <laughs> so you're No, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna into the ocean. No, I'm not gonna say the name of the the, the cruise cruise line, but I'm I'm sure anyone with Google could figure it out. Um, so on on my ship, uh, there were all, all most of the crew had uh. Uh, white ID cards with like their picture on it. It was a barcode. It was it essentially was your passport because when you when you get on ship, they take your passport. The ship takes your passport and they give you an ID card. So when you go to your point of call or port of call, sorry, you scan your ID card like a prisoner or like a you know like a, a you like you're punching in your card and then only then when it's approved you can leave the ship to go to wherever you're ported. That is assuming that you have like time off. You have like the, uh, the time to get back before um, the ship leaves. So, uh, but if you were like a, if you were a high ranking person, so if you were like, you know, uh, if you were like a first mate, if you were like, a, you know, if you were a, a navigator, if you were like a hotel director, if you were any of those, then you got a yellow card. And performers got these yellow cards. And it was basically like, the rules were different for us. We could eat, we could eat like in the, the passenger restaurants. We could be out, we could go to the passenger bars. We could buy drinks at the passenger bars. Because they wanted us to, because if we were out, we were like... People see you and they saw you in the show the night before. Yeah, where, I mean, there's like this there's this weird microcosm of celebrity because you're trapped. That's the other thing, too, is like an actor, the la like the thing that I... I the, the part of my job that I like the least is like the stage door, you know? And I'll do yeah. it. I'll do it if people are good. But like there has become, and there like there always has been, but there definitely is. Like I, I started to notice it like when I would go on tour or like in the ship where people feel entitled to things from you. Yeah. Because they they believe that it's part of your job to do. Like, uh, you know, stage dooring now has become this weird phenomenon where it's like, you didn't sign my thing. And it's like, yeah, I have a thing you to go to. You asshole. Like, I'm like, it's my like job <laughs> is over. Like, as soon as, like, I, I get paid to do what you saw. And I think, like, I'm glad that you liked it. And if I had more time, I would like stay and I would talk to you. And but it's not about talking to you. Like they don't care about you, the person. They don't want to like. Yeah. Anyways, this is this is getting wildly off topic. But yeah, cruise ships are <laughs> cruise ships are crazy. And from a financial standpoint, I I honestly I feel like investing your money in them, even on a short term basis, now might actually be beneficial because cruise ships will get their money. They will get their money. Mike, you know that <laughs> firsthand. I I actually yeah I fucking do know that firsthand. <laughs> I went, uh, so I was dating somebody at the time and Cal was very, very Which nice is very unusual like, for him. <laughs> which is very unusual for me because again, I've, I've never had sex in my life. I've, uh, no, uh, but so, and Cal was very nice. He was like, I'm on this show, I'm on this cruise. Um, like you guys should come and like, uh, I'll give you, um, all, if you want to get the unlimited drink package, you can do that. But like, I'll give you a very, 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 it was very, very cheap to go on. And we got a room, we got it. We, we stayed with you one night in like your little tiny room, like at the bottom of the boat. <laughs> that was fun. But yeah, so we did that and it was a really great time. And first of all, I don't want to get too sidetracked, but there was one night uh, I was dating this person for a very little amount of time before we went on this cruise. And I was like, hey, my, like, one of my best friends is on this cruise. He said we could go. Do you want to go? And she was like, yeah, sure. And then we go uh, no, on. No, 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 no. That is not how it went down. That is not how it went <laughs> okay. down. And you know that's not how it went down. You were like, hey, uh, do you want to go on this cruise? And she said, I hate the ocean. That's what it was. Yeah. I felt like it wasn't until I was there that she was. Oh, that seems like an important detail. Well, she goes, I have terrible anxiety about the ocean, but I'm sure it'll be fun. And, and, and well, then the and, day and one, I, she was like, I hate this. Well, also, I, I was like, oh, God. At the time. So, Mike, you got in touch with me and you're like, hey, like, I want to come on this thing. Like, my girlfriend has, the, has this, like, you know, she has, like, trepidations. What do you think? Can you allay them? Are they justified? And I was like, 
it's like it's not that bad like uh you'll you know you get used to it the there might be a little seasickness at first but like we're not even we're not going to be on the ocean for like that long we're going to be like in ports of call and the other thing too that that we were doing is we were we were cruising on the the real cheap so what uh what you're what you're able to do is like uh, at least with the yellow cards again i don't know what it's like for general crew but you can you can have uh you have a certain amount of weeks that you can have friends and family stay in your cabin which is a a very very small cabin uh but uh, but you basically pay like $100 for the whole week because that's basically just port. So you, they basically pay no money to live in your cabin. And if there's space and you have a nice hotel director that you're on good terms with, you can usually get them upgraded to a passenger cabin at no additional cost, which is nice. And like you get like special treatment because you can kind of like go into crew areas, but also like you're a passenger. So the week that you come on, my, my, my ship was, again, for the detectives out there who want to figure out what ship it was, uh, uh, my ship ported in New York City, which is well, also where I live, which when I signed the contract, I was like, oh my God, this is great. I'm in, I'm in, I'm at home every Sunday, like amazing, but it's not quite that. It's a little taste of home and it's like, get back in your cell. Uh, yeah, you got out the train and you were like, I'm home for an hour and 15 minutes. Yeah. I, I, uh, but we we got on the boat and she was like, I just like a little see and Caleb was like, ah, that'll be Well fine. you also went during New York vacation week because you were both teachers. So you yeah. had the week off that everyone else in New York had off. So the ship, yeah, unsurprisingly, was packed and it was like in the middle of March. So you couldn't get an upgrade. So the three of us were sleeping in a tiny but still way larger than most uh cabins like we had a full bed we had a porthole it was okay and the other thing too is the two of you uh were teachers so you were alcoholics um <laughs> and you were like let's let's spend the, we're not spending money on the the room so let's spend money on the ultimate drinks package so we can just drink as much as we want for the week and not have to worry about how much it costs because it's all included in the unlimited drinks package um and then the storms hit because it was the middle of March. Then the boat fell and over. And we had 30-foot <laughs> waves, the worst that we had seen, like, my entire contract. And so Mike's girlfriend, in a panic, looks over at me and is like, is this normal? She was, like, really She was, pretty, yeah, she was having like, a full, should we talk to the we, captain? She was literally like, I need to go talk to the captain. And I had to be like, yes, this is normal, but it was not normal. Kayla, she, she was, uh, Kayla was like, this is fine. You need to not worry about it. And then he'd look at me and he was like, I've never seen it this bad before. <laughs> and if I'm being honest, I'm a little nervous. The, the, the ship is like literally like tipping well, the other over. Thing that's so fun about, okay, so uh, the, the room that I had at the time was at the very front of the ship. Um, and it was about, it was on deck seven. So the bottom of the deck is, the, the bottom four decks are below water. Like the fourth deck is like kind of at sea level. My first room was at midship fourth deck, which is basically a big storm like that happens and you feel none of it because you're on the middle of the fulcrum of the entire ship. Yeah. So it's amazing. You sleep like a baby. There's no windows for that pesky sunlight to come in. So you just sleep like <laughs> like, the, like just depression sleep. It's great. But the room that we were in at the time was deck seven, so above water and at the very front of the ship. So the the ship would rise and you would rise with it 30 feet and then the ship would fall. Oh. And whoa, whoa, your, your bed that you're sleeping on would fall below you. So there is a second where you and the, and the ship, you and the ship that is a, attached to your bed are falling at the same rate but you're like an inch or two above it. So you're like weightless for like 30 feet. You're like free falling yeah. for like 30 feet. And then the boat, and then you like <laughs> fall into your mattress. And then as soon as you hit the mattress, you're rising back up again. <laughs> and you're trying to sleep and you have a very, very, very panicked new sailor, yeah. like never been on the sea before. 
who yeah. I know, I just who remember I know relatively like, tangentially because I'd been on a cruise ship for the past six months. So like, I just remember like sleeping for like seconds and then just waking up like my back, all, like suspended in air of like, this can't be but good. The whole reason um, I, I bring up the story is that at the end of the cruise, Mike has had the time of his life. He drank like an out of work teacher. Like, a, like king. a king and a child at the same time. Blended <laughs> pina coladas, stained his shirts. <laughs> um, and, they, and, and, and what happens on cruise ships is they don't show you how much you're paying while you pay. You, like, you, you charge the room key, and then at the end, they're like, here's what you bought on the ship. Because there's like duty free shops, there's tax free alcohol, there's tax free diamonds, whatever you they want you to pay. There's gambling. So at the end, they give you a bill for like, here's what you spent. And on Mike's itemized receipt, his bill that they charged him for was the $675 ultimate drink package. And then every drink he bought individually <laughs> thousands of dollars so they no, it they, was so they double much. charged him for alcohol so he he what was supposed to be like a $700 total cruise was like $2000 wait 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 hold up hold up wait the, you so you paid for it, but yeah. then they also charged. I paid for, for it, and then Wait, they were what? like, "Oops, we forgot." And I, I was, I was like pouring old fashions on top of Bahama Mamas. I was like, because because you spend seven hundred dollars. So I was like, I'm gonna get my fucking money's worth. So I was. Did you get? Did they give you your money? It back? was an Wait, what excruciating, excruciating process. Because as Cal said, these cruise ships they love and their they money, get it. and I and they get it. I I was like. I was like leaving work of like, the, you can only call between 10 and two. I was like, I have a job. I was like on hold for like two hours. From Monday like, well, to Thursday. Sure? I was like, yes, I have a receipt Jesus. with one thing that says unlimited alcohol package. And then over a thousand dollars worth of alcohol charges. The hell Which is was going the whole on here? reason to buy the alcohol because he was like, okay, if I get the package, I'll, I'll drink like $2,000 worth of alcohol and I'll, I'll only spend $700. (laughs) So what he paid for was was $2,000 worth of alcohol and the $700 for the ultimate drinks package. Yeah. So he, he, oh my god! I was getting seasick, and the only remedy was that was just boozing like a guy. But you know, the funniest thing is, is, is they do the same thing to their employee. So you get at least on this ship, on the, in this, um, cruise line, but I've, I've heard that it's, it's similar elsewhere. Uh, crew gets paid monthly so so payday is once a month and it's four weeks of pay but you get an itemized receipt for all the shit you bought on the ship that you can't leave with your (laughs) with your id card which is also your room key card and uh, yeah and they have like you know they have like a crew bar and stuff where you can get like Bottles of beer for a dollar, bottles of wine for ten dollars. Like it's not a, it's not expensive, but you don't really like look at the chart. I mean, you like you sign it, and it's like okay, I spent ten dollars on beer, whatever. But but like you don't keep track of it for a month, unless you're not you know, yeah, you're a type B you person like me, just receipt. sailing through life. I was like, so I would like, <laughs> so it'd be like, here's what you made in in weekly or in monthly uh, wages. And here's what you're getting. Here's what you're getting <laughs> because you spent you spent fifteen hundred dollars this month. Oh, it came out yeah. of like your salary. So, oh, because they're not giving you the chance no. to pay it. They're like, we'll just yeah. Take they take it, it out of your salary, and the only way that you can like fi- like so every and it was hilarious because your your company manager would would walk around and hand everyone envelopes. Uh, which were folded up pieces of paper, so you could tell how much someone spent by the like, like the thickness of their envelope. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, you would come, uh, we would Mr. come in Wells? like, yeah, we, <laughs> like a, yeah, a we would come cabinet. into our shows. We would come into our show and like at our at our like dressing room stations, there was like with our name written on it, like a big envelope, and you'd just be like, ooh, and you'd be like, oh, <laughs> you'd see one. it from a distance. You're like, ah, I spent a lot because then you open it up and it's just pages after pages of like 
You bought drinks, you bought food, you bought snacks, you bought drinks, you bought drinks, you bought drinks, you bought drinks, you bought you bought, <laughs> you bought <laughs> games at the bar, you played a round of darts, you played a round of pool, you did literally anything to occupy your mind because you're stuck in a windowless room on a ship with in a goddamn yeah, that jail you can't cell. leave. Oh, and you're also surrounded by the most gluttonous gluttonous people who are actively being like having that urge in them instilled. And dude, like the and and I was just watching these crew members. Most of them were Filipino um, or like uh, Indian, uh, Pakistani, uh, Mexican. Basically, anywhere where the value of the U.S. dollar went like a super long way, so that these you know cruise companies could delude themselves into being like, oh yeah, they only need eight hundred bucks a month to work like fourteen hour days and lie on their timesheets to say they're working. Uh, under 12 you, you you have to like work on uh for maritime law which is a whole nother thing like in order to work on a cruise ship you have to go to the doctors and get a uh a like test that is for uh maritime uh certification and the test does not like demark on it oh you're gonna be a performer on a cruise ship they have to test you like you're a captain so you have to take like all these eye exams. You have to pass a like routine, like a full panel drug test, uh, which I. And just in well, case I have to drive the boat. In case you have to. And drive I was panicking because I I had smoked weed like uh, less than a week before I had to get this like huge physical. Oh, so I remember that. So I like that. had to do the whole thing. I was like sweating. I was drinking so much water. I was giving myself a headache, and I passed, which was great. But like people in our cast didn't pass, so we went down to rehearsals, and they were like. Yeah, no, these people uh, uh, aren't coming down, so we're getting a replacement. Evan, Sue, Brian, Mary, uh, you guys actually didn't pass, so uh, yeah, pretty you're much. out. And, and also the other thing, too, that's <laughs> so, so funny is like there's pretty much only, the only thing that you can do to like keep yourself sane, especially like these crew, these, like, these crew guys. Like I'm talking like the laundry people who are, are in this laundry room on deck, too. I'm talking about the people who like do the the burner, the people who, like, do the, uh, because we have to, like, we, we incinerated all our trash, but there are, like, incinerators, there are janitors, there are mostly, like, housekeeping staff, there are bartenders, and, like, they're all, they are all making criminally low wages, sending it home to their families in, um, you know, wherever they're from, like, the, the, the international caste, but, but the thing that was so like disheartening to see is like that all the like English native people, mostly white, were paid significantly higher, were treated significantly better. Um and and, and 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 on top of that, it's still like such a uh, like a bad place to be in. So it was like I, at one time I'm like complaining about my situation internally to myself. I'm being like, wow, it sucks to live on a ship that I can't leave for long stretches of time, trapped on board, and then I also have to watch these people like basically working slave wages, having to lie on their timesheets so that maritime law isn't like knock knock, uh, you're overworking and underpaying these people. Yeah. Um, I I met one um. I met one woman my final week, like ever on a ship, who was finally able. I think she was from Thailand, and she had been working for seventeen years and sending the money home to her sister to raise her own son. So she like hasn't seen her son since he was a kid. And so she was like, it was like her last stint. She was like, I'm, I'm like, I'm, I, I get to go home and I get to see my son for like pretty much the first time ever because she's just like hopping around from ship to ship to ship. Jesus Christ. It's well, on that note, we invested in Carnival Cruise I was going to say, on that, on that uplifting note, yeah, we invested in Carnival Cruise for a full week. <laughs> so, so needless to say all those heartbreaking tales i'm getting my money back 
Uh, and I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in and I'm gonna read the description of what Carnival Cruise is. Before I forget, guys, let's write a movie about a cruise ship that has a production of South Pacific and the cruise hits something uh, and all the crew die, all the like sailing crew dies, and the the, the leading staff, the the like highest ranking staff member is like someone who plays the captain in South Pacific and he has to sail the ship back to New York City. I know it it, it opens um, with like there's a huge storm he's gotten special permission to like play this part and it's like as long as there's not an emergency you can like play the captain in south pacific but now there's an emergency and the understudy is not prepared (laughs) i love it so carnival cruise line carnival corpse what is it carnival corporation engages in the operation of cruise ships it operates through the following business segments north america and australia cruise europe and asia cruise operations cruise support tour uh, and tour and others. So the cruise support segment represents port destinations and private islands for the benefit of its cruise brand. So that's what Cal's talking about. They buy out these private islands. You can do whatever you want. Uh, The tour and other segment operates hotel and transportation operations of Holland America, Princess Alaska Tours. Uh, The company was founded in 1972. It is headquartered in Miami, Florida. And the name, the listed name for CCL is Carnival Corporation. We put a whole bunch of money in it. Uh, we let it sit for a week. And when we come back, we're going to find out just what happened. And we're back. All right. So, folks, I'm very excited. Last week, we invested uh, into Carnival Cruise Line. And we're going to see what happened. Okay. Last week... We bought 482 shares of Carnival Cruise Line at $10,086.10. And this week, we gained $414.52. Fuck, 400 bucks. There we go. Uh, What? 400 bones. As Cal said, Say what you will the about the cruise ships. <laughs> get their bag. They make that money. They, they make money at the expense of all other people. <laughs> as long as you're, as long as you're rich and white, this is the place for you. Live like a glutton, pay like a <laughs> Play, glutton. pay like a goddamn gluttonous pig. Well, Ken. We talked about this a little bit last time. I'm beaming, in case you can't tell. But, you know, last time we talked, we had a guest. I said, it'd be nice if the guest had something to say. But, you know, when our last guest was on, he kind of didn't really care as much about the stakes as we did. So pre this, I wrote two um, two pieces for Cal to read ahead of time before I knew what happened. Uh, one of them is very sad and very uh, self-deprecating uh, as if I lost. But I did not lose, Ken. It was my fault this week and I gained money. So Caleb, if you wouldn't mind, I put in the show notes and you have not read this yet. I, I put in the <laughs> show notes not. a little something that you can read to express how you feel about me winning. So would you, would you open it up and you could read it out uh, however you'd like? All right. All right, here we go. Webster's Dictionary spells rich genius as R-I-C-H-G-E-N-I-U-S. I, however, like to spell it Morrissey, M-O-R-R-I-S-S-E-Y. A savant, a prodigy, no, a god, an absolute investing mogul with the wit and charm of a dripping, plump Warren Buffett in his absolute prime, right ready for the picking. While some advised to stay away from Carnival, Mike Morrissey steered into the skid, if you will, blindly going where no man has gone and trudging through the belly of the beast to poke the eye of the storm. Come one, come all, come and see history in the making. Sure, the stock is chosen at random, but not a soul on this spinning blue marble that we call Earth can take the reins quite like him, a champion. But where would Hercules be without Pegasus? Aragorn without Gimli, Luke Skywalker without Jar Jar Binks. $1,000 on Aurora Cannabis, the Netflix crash of episode two, and of course, the chip shortage behind the dog shit crumble fest that was Ford Motors. All failures of Mike's beloved co-host, Kenneth and Salad Gray. Hall of Fame, 
more like stall the shame. Something he never can seem to do as each week that he holds the power of investing, <laughs> shitting the bed as an understatement to what goes in under those buzz light your ear sheets. So today, for Kenny, for all of us, and for Kenny, thank you, Michael. You're welcome. For your bravery, your service, your Thank you. Guys, Cal, you didn't have to say that, but I, I appreciate it. I did. I, you did, and I appreciate it because... You're, you're withholding my money until I uh, do. Of course, yeah. And you'll be paid. We'll all be paid. I hope you got your money's worth. Did you get your money's worth? Uh, guys, I'm fucking ecstatic. Uh, not only is this, I believe, a second win for me, but Carnival Cruise Lines. This is a big, fat, gluttonous company. Um, I, I do want to share that uh, in... Uh, we're, I want to... Just quickly just state that in 2019, the annual revenue for this company was $19.8 billion. And so far up to May of, of 2020, or I'm sorry, until 2021, the, the revenue is $139 million. So this is a 99% revenue drop for this, for this company. And in June, it was at a certain level, but now the boats, uh, two, two, three weeks ago, Carnival launched its first boat down in Texas. So boats are back on the water, but for some reason, the stock has been still dropping. Yet for some reason this week, it kind of shot back up a little bit and got us our nut. I heard, uh, this is anecdotal, but I, I remember hearing it in some, when I was reading the news at some point, that all of, most of the cruises are already sold out. That like, people were like, you know, actually COVID, like, you know, buffets and cruises are going to be gone. They're just going to be a thing of the past. Turns out, nope, people are like, Fuck it. We got vaccinated. Let's rock. Maybe not even vaccinated. Yeah, yeah. People just want to get back on cruises. So, well, and this is a this is a COVID stock. I mean, this is a the, the one thing I can say with with some understanding of this is that like the story of whatever is happening really is controlling the fate of this company because boats are on the water. Like you said, they're selling out. They're at 65% capacity, but they're selling. The the company is doing business, but People are still not sure, so they're not buying whatever it is. Pre-COVID, this share was fifty; it was about fifty-one dollars a share, uh, and right at, at, at its lowest in COVID, it went down to eight dollars and forty-nine cents, oh. and now it's back up to about twenty-one dollars. So once I think people start getting more comfortable and whatnot, they're going to start buying. But the fact that people people are kind of controlling the fate of this of this. Well, the share. other thing too that the other thing too that I, I I don't think you can discredit is people hate their kids. <laughs> they do hate their kids. And, and, and their jobs and their life. And, their, and life. their jobs and their life, but mainly their kids. And the great thing about a cruise ship is they're trapped on the boat as well. Uh, so, like, the, the other gluttonous thing that is, is uh, actively encouraged on these ships is, like, Leave your kids with us. Go be a glutton oh, with no like okay. no responsibility. You want you you want to go a week and never see your kids? What are they gonna do? Swim home? Like, <laughs> put them on the water them side us. and call it a yeah, day. It's like it's like sign them up at the Splash Academy that you'll pay for later. Yeah. But right now it's free. <laughs> I think I got my it's degree. It's free I, now. I actually think I got my it's degree all... from Splash Academy. It's it's good. They got you a good. Did, they got a. They have online programs. It's a good engineering program. <laughs> they have an online program. Well, guys. My other favorite thing. Oh, go for it, Cal. It's just. It, no. You see so many like crazy things on cruise ships. Like the, 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 the people with their stupid kids. And like we had a woman uh, who was like, without being insensitive, she was in the front row of our show. And she was, she was like, like was like spilling over into the, uh, like the other seats around her. And it was just, you know, it, it it was just a thing. And I was like, and halfway through the show, she gets up and she goes like to the edge of the stage, like where the kind of like door to the back door area, the backstage area is. And we were like, where is she going? And then like she goes out kind of out of our view and then come uh, comes back, sits in her seat. And I was like, oh, I guess she was trying to go out that way. And then someone told her like, you can't go this way. This is crew only. Sorry about the sirens. It's all good. It's that city um, life. Yeah. It's authentic. <laughs> um, so she leaves, she comes back, finishes out the show, and like, whatever. So apparently she couldn't, like, get up the stairs to go to the bathroom. Oh, god! So she walked into the closet where they store all the life jackets for, like, emergency purposes. 
and defecated all oh. over the floor. Oh. Like all over the floor, like just like covering the floor. And then sits back down like nothing happened. <laughs> and that's the thing goes down, too, everyone like, has to put the life vests on. What the hell is like, happening here? Dude, like and and that's the other thing too, is like they the the cruise ships advertise to like seniors as well because it's like you get on the ship and everybody like will take care of you like you need help like you can always use the elevators there's always like ramp access like you want to get around on a rascal scooter for a week because you you know you're you you hate those pesky knees buckling under your gluttonous (laughs) size Come, come cruise, come cruise with us. Come cruise old, with like, us. Can't see? Don't worry. We'll, we'll like, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll set you up. But like, yeah. Apparently, the, the house cleaning staff was like, oh yeah, no, yeah. People shit. That happens everywhere. Everywhere. I, I can't even imagine. The next time we do a cruise line, Cal, we'll, we'll talk to one of your friends who did some of the like cleanup and stuff on there. We'll get some horror stories. Well, the other, the other uh, uh, personnel that you see on cruise lines are like, are like career gamblers, where they like. Oh, because yeah. Because you can gamble on the open waters. So they, they basically buy a cruise ship ticket and then make money sometimes. Sometimes they lose money. But like the whole point is you go and your cruise is paid for because you make your money back gambling and then you make some extra. So like dudes' whole fucking careers would be like cruising like weeks at a time, just making money. God damn. That's a life for me. Well, well guys, one other thing we know about cruises is that they sink. And I want to take you guys on a journey with me as we, as we play a little game called what? Desert Island Getaway. <laughs> they sing. <laughs> all right, guys, all right, all right. We are at the front bay of, 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 the, of the Carnival Cruise Line when all of a sudden we hear someone say, we're going down. I have, there are two life vests, uh, or there are two boats, one with Kenny and one with Caleb, and I have to decide which one I'm going to get on as we are going to spend the rest of our lives on a desert island. Sounds good. So if you guys can see the the show notes, um, there are four categories of, of things that we can take with us, and you're going to both pick one. Now, I've secretly rated these on another sheet that you can't see, so each one has a certain amount of points. You're going to choose one of the following, one out of each of these segments. Snacks. Movies, a celebrity guest, and toys. You're going to pick one, and whoever gets the highest score, I'm going to go on your boat. So I'm not picking these based on what I would want. Uh, in a you want to Island entice me. I want to try to get you so that I can eat you for scraps later. Ca- ca- whatever you do to me is <laughs> fair game. Is fair game. But, okay. that, but you want the company. So, uh, you guys can tally these in your head as we go. But so for snacks, the options, are, and again, each of these has a certain amount of points based on how much I like them. Yep. Snacks, Cool Ranch Doritos, Papa Gino's Pepperoni Pizza, Cheez-Its, and Wendy's French Fries. Movies, The Big Lebowski, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's Jingle All the Way, Shrek, and E.T. Celebrity Guest, Tom Hanks, Oprah, Post Malone, Jamie Lee Curtis. Post Malone's a real curveball in that list of people. Yeah. <laughs> and, it, well, hey, I, uh, maybe, maybe not. And the, the toys, s- you can bring a bop it. QAnon thinks is in a cabal? Yes. Yes, that's why I picked that. Because he is. Let's <laughs> toys, toys are bop it, laser tag, Game Boy Color with three fun games, and Stretch Armstrong. So think about these. You're going to go through and you're going to tell me which ones you'd pick. I'll tally up the points and decide where I'm going to go. Does anyone feel... And of course, while you tell me, you can give me the rationale behind why you're picking what you're picking. Does anyone want to go first? Do we get to... How many do we get to pick? One? One, one from each category. And you so have to pick if, one snack, one movie, one guest, one toy. If they pick... If Caleb picks a thing, can I not pick it? No, you can both pick the same thing. Okay. It'll suck if you all... If there's a... Front runner for every single one, but yeah. Well, so why don't we just do them each section at a time? So snacks, we'll just do snack first. All right. Should we? I uh, so I don't want to influence Kenny's decision. All right, fine. Then I'll go first on all these. Uh, <laughs> okay. All right. So Mike, I'm choosing Papagino's pepperoni pizza. Interesting. Um, 
I, I just think if if it is truly if on this desert island somehow Papagino's pizza is coming out of like some sort of like hot springs naturally where it keeps getting replenished, like it does seem like the thing I would be the less bored of because I could like take the cheese off, take the pepperoni off. Oh, yeah. We just have the crust. I feel like it's the most dynamic snack, and I feel like if I know anything about you, I know that you are a fiend for sucking down slices of the roni. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, that's my pick. Interesting. Cal, what do you think? My my pick is based almost entirely on packaging. Cool Ranch Doritos, a big pack of those, is going to last you quite a long time. They're buoyant. If they fall in the water, they'll float. Papagino's pepperoni pizza, I mean, how many are we bringing, and how long is that going to last? We're on a <laughs> desert island. We don't have refrigeration. We don't have. It's going to spoil. Think of the spoiling. Cheez-Its, also, we got that cardboard box. That is going to soak up a lot of water. That's going to get those Cheez-Its nice and damp. We don't want that. And, I mean, Wendy's French fries, come on. How good do those last? Those are good for, like, five minutes after they're out fresh, and then they're stale. Cool Ranch Doritos all the way. They serve a purpose. They're a delicious snack. You can use them in multiple uh, scenarios, and they'll keep fresh for longer because they're packaged. Hell, yeah. Well, quick update, guys. Uh... So far for points, Cool Ranch Doritos was my number one choice wow. with four points. Big so Cal is longer. in the lead. Ken, you should know I love pepperoni pizza, but Papa Gino's gives me gas really bad. That's, I don't eat it because it, that's, I've told you this no, too. No, I have told you this too. No, that's that's like parent logic. They'll be like, you know, Papa Gino's gives me gas. No, pizza gives you gas. It's not. No, Papa no, Gino's. no, just Papa Gino's. It can't. It gives me more than gas, it, but I won't say what it gives me on the air. I won't. I, Diarrhea. <laughs> I don't want to get into this, but it's imp- it's impossible that it's. Just Papagino's that gets it you is. diarrhea. Anyways, <laughs> movies. <laughs> the Big Lebowski, Jingle All the Way, Shrek Two, ET. Cal, you go first. All right. My first question is: Do we have a way to play these movies? Or I think are we just I, bring I don't in? think Mike. I don't think that's part of the equation either. <laughs> it's not part of the equation. Yeah, we can watch them. We can, okay because it changes my decision entirely. If it's just like bringing along the like cover and art. <laughs> no, 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 no. We can watch them. <coughs> There's a rock with a DVD player in it. <clears throat> All right. Well, <laughs> this is not my pick for me, but I feel like the only I feel like you're there are going to be times where I need to uh cull you <laughs> and like bring you down from like from like <laughs> you know going crazy on a desert island, so I think I'm going to go jingle all the way. It'll be your signpost. It'll be your your totem will bring you back, reset you, get you into a familiar spot, and make sure you don't kill me out of desperation. All right, Ken. Uh, I do know that you are the person in my life that has talked about the film Jingle all the way more than anyone I've ever known, uh, to a point where I think you assume everyone has seen it and thought it was a classic, <laughs> and I had maybe it's seen Sinbad it. and Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> it's a classic. Now I'm weighing here whether or not I know I can't imagine Big Lebowski is uh, near the top for you. You don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. You don't strike me as a, you, you probably like the Big Lebowski, but I don't, you don't strike me as a guy uh, who's a big fan of the Big Lebowski in that same way. Shrek, Shrek, Shrek is hard. Shrek is hard because I feel like you like it, but you also hate it at the same time. I feel like I, it's hard. It's really hard to, I'm going to say Jingle all the way as well. I'm going to take, no, I'm going Shrek. I'm going Shrek. I'm going to take, Nah, nah, jingle all the way. I'm going to go jingle all the way with Cal. Uh, Join him on that. Four points for both of you guys. Yes, jingle all the way. Sinbad, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Christmas classic, Terminator, or not Terminator, uh, the what's the fucking uh, well anyway what's lowest on that uh, list what's what's your lowest the lowest on the list was the big Lebowski not because it's not a great movie but I've just never seen it surprisingly enough so I threw it on there because I know everybody loves it I thought I might fool you guys but I you guys are good friends you know that I love Jingle all the way Shrek was second Shrek was two points I love I do like Shrek but I don't love it the way that the world loves it but it's a great movie and E.T. is three it's just it, it, it holds up it's a great film um Celebrity guest, Tom Hanks, Oprah Winfrey, Post Malone, Jamie Lee Curtis. Ken, you go first. I've got no fucking idea on this category. <laughs> what what criteria? Like, I could see you thinking all of these people are fun for completely different reasons. Um, mm-hmm. 
if I had... I could be swayed on this one, too. Okay, but you already assigned them points? I did, but I could change them. <laughs> this is my podcast, Kenny. I can do whatever the fuck I want. Okay. All right. I didn't know that we could sway you podcast. into reassigning point <laughs> values, which it opens up a whole different door. Uh, I am going to say that... Uh, the celebrity that I would bring is Jamie Lee Curtis. Because Jamie Lee Curtis, uh, your facial expression makes me think I've already lost. Uh, no, no. <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis. Uh, I'm intrigued. Badass. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm, realizing, I'm instantly realizing that I confused Jamie Lee Curtis with Sigourney Weaver. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Jamie Lee Curtis, badass. Um, but also funny, I think Jamie Lee Curtis strikes me as the person that could climb She's a coconut funny. tree and throw the coconuts down, but then also make us laugh. Um, all the other people I think are great, but potentially one note. I think Jamie Lee Curtis is, uh, can round it out. Cal? All right. My pick might be slightly illogical, but Tom Hanks has played enough pilots, ship captains, uh, <laughs> He was in Castaway. Now listen, he's a great actor. I don't think that he's actually experienced half these things, but I feel like he has enough know-how based on the characters he's played, the research that he's had to do, and also, if nothing else, he'll, he'd be a calming presence. Because you're like, oh, well, Tom Hanks is here, so we're going to live, because, you know, it's not Saving Private Ryan, I hope. No, I hope not as well. Well, Cal, that, that was a big part of my rationale, which is why I gave Tom Hanks two points. He is above Post Malone, who would be fun, oh, but I don't think would add any value. But he was, he gave, I gave him two out of four points because, you know, I don't think that he would be all that helpful, but you are right. I was like, you can't do the movie Castaway and not pick up some knowledge of, of what to do. So I gave him a couple points on that. But Ken, Jamie Lee Curtis, three I, it's like you said, she's I badass, knew she's fun. Oprah was four. And, I, she, <laughs> and of course, Oprah was four. Because it's a mental game, guys, and you, uh, she'd motivate us to get out. But Jamie Lee Curtis not only is badass and she is funny. Or she'd but call did her you know own that helicopter Jamie Curtis, and be like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that too. Stedman Ooh, would find us. Oh, there's not enough room. Uh, oh, no, that's Stedman. Um, oh, whoever it is. But Jamie Lee Curtis is also an advocate of the Red Cross and does a lot of work in enlightening people about preparedness and safety. So Kenny gets three points there. And then for the last one, toys. You guys get to bring one toy with you. What do you bring? Bop it, laser tag, Game Boy. You can tell the games if you Those like. Those are three uh, toys. Stretch Armstrong. Game Boy Color with huh? three fun games is three toys. Caleb, we Depends can't. We don't have time for this. <laughs> I say one fun game. I agree. It's one game. One okay, game. one fun game. Change it to one fun game. One fun game. Just because, I mean, obviously, Game Boy Color with three fun games. It's not even a competition. <laughs> game Boy Color with three fun games. Game Boy Color with three fun games. <laughs> uh, Cal, you're up. Uh, stretch Armstrong, should we get gross right away? Laser tag. Uh, might be fun at night. Game Boy Color. What do you? What batteries do you think? I'm gonna say. What laser tag are we talking about? Like the old, like. It was like one that my neighbor, uh, the the my neighbors the Schmitz had this. It was great. It was you had like a little box that you'd wrap around your neck, and you just had the guns, and you just shoot each other. You could play you in know the what? yard. It was. I'm fun. gonna say laser tag because it can double as a, uh, like you could like signal to planes with the laser. You know what I mean? Like, that hmm. could go. You could, like, make lights. You can't really, like, you know, Game Boy Color. Well, like, once it gets dark, you need that, like, light attachment that people used to have. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'm going to go laser tag. Out of left field, I'm going to go laser tag. All right, Ken? Uh, well, i just like to say that I think on a desert island, Bop It would serve as sort of a torture device. Of it would it would drive you into insanity. Of you know someone would find you on the island and you'd be like I've been <laughs> I've been going for days. Well, also with the sand <laughs> and the <laughs> sea, like it would start to be like <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> um, Stretch Armstrong. That's a that's a hard no. I think it would get gross. 
Um, I, you know, my instinct was laser tag as well. Also because, you know, if someone invades the island, you know, you're, you're doing preparedness training, you're running drills essentially. Um, so however, I don't really know, Mike, I don't know. Were you a game boy guy? That's the question. That's a little inappropriate to ask at this point in the game. I, I don't what <laughs> you have to understand that I can't answer that question. That's this. This is inappropriate. Oh, it was re- it was rhetorical. Uh, oh, oh. <laughs> I'm I, I'm gonna go laser tag because um, laser tag laser tag is also physical fun. You know. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm joining Caleb on laser tag. Uh, both both of you guys laser tag. Three points. Uh, I thought it was the second most fun. I thought the only thing is the Game Boy I thought would be a little challenging because I thought it might come between us of who gets to use it, who gets to use when. But whereas the Bop It, I feel like you can do challenges and you're raising the score and I feel like it'd be a collaborative thing that would kind of bring us together. So I gave that four. Laser Tag, I gave a solid three, uh, which wraps us up with Kenny with 11 points and Cal with 13 points. You won the Desert Island getaway, Cal. You get to go on a Cal. Desert Island. Congratulations. <laughs> you and me, baby, yes. Kenny's going to be by himself. Uh, you and me are going to be banging coconuts on our heads and probably banging each other after a while. <laughs> Until we find out it was bought by well, Royal Caribbean. <laughs> well, Cal, that's that was the Paper Jam pod, and, and thank you, everybody, so much for listening. Cal, I hope you I had, had a good time. time. Thanks for having me on. Um, well, I, I guess, is there anything else we want to throw in before we wrap it up? Ken, Cal, you were just such an incredible guest. I, I love you so much. I'm so glad that we got to spend time with you here and you guys should listen to our, our Patreon, uh, that's going to be coming out. We got some fun stuff and maybe Cal will be there with us. Maybe not. I don't know. Uh, Ken, anything else you want to add? Cal, anything you want to plug or anything you want to add? On my Island, there's going to be PlayStation and ice cream and I'll be happy <laughs> all by myself. But you don't have a TV to play the PlayStation. Okay, never mind. No, uh, yeah, Kalo, I, I uh, defer to you. Nah, I think I'm all good. That's our show, folks. Thank you guys so much for coming out. Cal, we love you. Uh, Paper Pals, we love you guys. See you next week. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Paper Jam Podcast. New episodes come out every Thursday. Also, make sure to follow us on social media at the Paper Jam Pod or shoot us an email at thepaperjampod at gmail.com. Lastly, if you like what you hear, check out our Patreon where Mike and I post bonus episodes, videos, and other sweet, sweet content for you to enjoy. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. Music for Audio.